0: However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me. The task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. This week we wrap up season one with a recap of all our favorite moments. Join us strikers and let's get ready for the mighty anvil.
1: you are my smith. Forge me into the servant that you would have me be. Hit me hard enough to brush the scale and impurities from my life. Draw out my life to the length that you would have it. Make me tough enough to resist persecution, and temper me so that I am hard enough to withstand my temptations. Lord, as I go through life, put me back in the fire from time to time to repair me as I get blemished with sin. And when my life is over and the fires of life are all quenched, grant me a home
0: with you in heaven. Amen. Amen. Man, I love that, that prayer. So good. Yeah. The brushing this week. So I kind of misspoke last week. <laughs> or, yes, I did. I went back and listened. Mm-hmm. I did misspeak. So uh, I had said that we had a thousand listeners. That is not oh. the case. We have a thousand listens. A thousand listens. Yes. So uh, I appreciate every one of you guys that are out there in the world, guys, gals, um, that have been giving us um, those listens. it it far exceeded anything that I thought that we were gonna get to this year yeah so I,
1: I think it also helps us to know that
0: we're on the right track yes yeah thank you guys uh, and if y'all could uh, you know email us and give us some feedback from this this year what you liked give us yeah. a, a like a quote hey we liked you know Scott saying soul ties was dangerous I don't know I didn't I don't remember the quote. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, just give us some input. We'd, we'd yeah, know.
1: we'd love to hear it. Just uh, let us know what you guys think, uh, feedback you guys have, topics you want us to cover in the future. Uh, it's all very useful. I also misspoke. Uh, I said that all of our guests have been nervous, and I don't think all of our guests have. I think there's – I think a few have been nervous, but
0: I'm sure that there are maybe one or two that were like, Nah, I'm not nervous. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> went in with it y'all might hear some of those people that uh we not nervous coming back in a couple of weeks yeah uh, i forgot to also mention uh during last week's quote that was from victoria l white and i wish i'd rewrote and rewritten rewrote i can't talk what's a word it's a word uh rewrote the uh quote so that i could tell you what it was again but yeah uh, last week quote go back and listen to it that was uh victoria l white all right, that's all of the brushing. So this week I'm going to introduce the guest. It's us. Ta-da. Ta-da. <laughs> You're welcome, guys. Uh, we don't. It's just uh, Alan and myself. We're doing something a little bit different. We're kind of wrapping up season one, uh, giving our favorite moments uh, of the past season, and uh, yeah, we're going to go from there. So that is today's show, and we're going to start off with Alan.
1: So my first. Like highlight from the Mighty Anvil, I would have to say it goes goes back to Chuck's episode, the very first episode we did, where he talked about the basis of your three. I think it's highly important for not just men but for women as well to have three individuals that they can count on at any time, and to help with whatever you might need help with. I know Chuck gave the example of, uh, you know, hey, it's three in the morning, and. I'm in jail buddy I need you to bail me out and I think he also gave the other example uh, I want to say that it, was, it was during his recording where he had said for men name three guys that you can trust to go to your say you're out of town name three guys you can trust to go and check on your wife if she says hey I heard somebody outside I heard a weird noise outside who are three guys that you trusted to go down to your house while you're out of town to check and make sure everything's okay and I think that's highly important. Uh, hopefully, you never have to use that situation, but at the same time, you know, not just to help with that, but to celebrate together, to carry the weight of any situation together, so that you're not going at it alone. Whether it be, you know, a death of somebody near and dear to you, um, could just be a low spot in your in your life, your career. Just to have somebody else to share that burden with to let you know like hey you're not alone in this we will get through this together and I think you said that Scott with uh, Brian mm-hmm. and how um, something was going on and, and he had said don't worry we'll get through this together and oh, I think yeah. I think that distinction of we mm-hmm. is
0: very important agreed uh, I will forever hold have his back yeah. because of just that one sentence right there I think that meant a lot all right, so uh, let's uh, take a listen to the the quote or the pool or the section that we yeah, uh, the section. I'll, sure. get, I'll get this. I'll dial it in sometime,
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> maybe at the end of season two. But um, let's check it out. TD Jake says that if you have three people in your entire life that you can count on, you should count yourself blessed. You know, hmm. and, and I, what we try to do is have guys have three guys in their life at one time. You know what I mean? And and three different voices, you know what I mean. So that whenever you're you're sharpening, you're ambling against somebody. If I got everybody that thinks like I think, then I'm gonna have I'm I'm counseling with fools. You know what I mean. So (laughs) you're the smartest guy in the room. Yeah, it's a bad room to be in. Then you know. And so um, if that's the case, then I need to have three different types of voices in my life. I need to have someone that's a little more of an intellectual than I am. I need to have someone that's a little more of a joker than I am. And I need someone that's a little more caring than I am. That way I can i can anvil my thought processes off of three different guys Mm -hmm. you know um i always you know our pastor always says that every man needs a spiritual father a trusted friend and a and someone that they're teaching you know a paul a barnabas and a timothy right um i've always kind of taken that barnabas role and tried to expand on that and say all right well within this i need to have three guys that i can call and i always this is what I always say about I have three guys that I could call at three o'clock in the morning. And I, one, I know they're going to answer the phone. Um, two, I can say, Hey brother, I need dot, 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 Mm -hmm. you know, Hey, I need $10,000. Hey, I need you to come get me out of jail. That's happened. Um, Hey, I need, um, you know, I need you to help me bury the body, whatever it is, (laughs) you know, and I know that they're going to show up, man. And, and because we've done enough life together and we're, we're tight enough in that in that circle um, that I know I could count on those guys. You know they'll they'll do everything that's in their power. You know I mean right, I'll bury the body. Okay, you you get the plastic. I'll bring the lime. Let's get it done. You know type deal. Uh, by the way, for all the listeners, I've never done that. Don't worry. <laughs> well, you know not that we're gonna tell anybody. About-
0: yeah as far as uh, welcome back and as far as who's your three uh, we will in our next season have uh, three groups or three pairs of guys that when I was was and am looking for my three these were three uh, three friendships that I used as models for the three that I wanted yeah Uh, so uh, listeners uh, you know We'll be, we'll be having those guys on uh, in a couple weeks. I'm and, excited. It's going to be awesome. Uh, yeah, that's going to be a fun And time. fun. <laughs> and fun. Right on. So my first uh, favorite quote pull. What is it? It's not a quote. It's actually just my, my your favorite highlight. My favorite, yeah. Highlight. I like that. We'll use highlights. Uh, I don't have any in my hair right now. I'm just I'm, I'm <laughs> a squirrel. Come on, Scott. So my first one um, is a, with Alonzo Marsh and the difficult times that I go through with my kids and why are they not following, you know, mm. my footsteps. And, mm. you know, I really got uh, in a bad place uh, wondering why I can't. Why why, with my teachings and who I am and how I lead, why are they so far off track? Yeah. But um, in this in this uh, highlight, you'll understand that, hey, <laughs> they are following my my tracks and uh there was some inappropriate pictures that reminded me of some inappropriate pictures of my kids and I'm like oh yeah so you know <laughs> just uh I'm further along on the path than they are I'm about mile, two miles into the to the trip and they're just at the at the trailhead so but yeah uh Alonzo in this in this clip uh just kind of reminded me and and not to worry about things but uh let's take a listen
3: well you know um I'll say this, in raising uh, a family, in raising children, because they will follow you, they will follow you, but keep in mind, keep in mind, it's like if you take a piece of wood and sandpaper and you go with the grain of that wood, it's easy to sand. But when you go across the grain, it's rougher, it's harder to sand that. In raising, in raising children, we raise them as if we're going with the grain. As long as we stay with the grain and they understand the core values of the family, those things are rooted within them, but they will start at some point in time and go against that grain. But as they get older, they will realize how rough it is to go against that grain and what that result, what the results are from that, and they will start to go, they they will come back to rolling with the grain of that,
0: thank you for that. Yeah, <laughs> thank so, you for that.
3: So I mean, we all did it. We all did it. I I used to think, um and we all did when we were coming up. We thought our parents were probably the, not the smartest people.
0: What's the uh, the the quote or the saying? My dad, when I was between 17 and 21 <laughs> years old, my dad was the biggest idiot on the world. But right. And how much knowledge did he gain when, when I turned 30? Right. Yeah. I love that. Uh, yeah. That, that that's so true so true and dad if you're out there man I, I do appreciate the way that you've uh, set the legacy up for me to follow so that is so good Alonzo is uh, oh, welcome back I don't know why I just jump back, back into it <laughs> yeah,
1: back. I think it's okay to jump back into
0: it let's, let's jump back into it so Alonzo uh, we'll be having him on a couple more times he's got some he is one of the pairs mm-hmm. one of the ones of the pairs that uh, I looked up to and, and loved that relationship so uh, we'll have him on in a couple of weeks, and then we'll probably have him on. We'll try to talk him into uh, coming back on. Yeah, for- we because he kind of
1: alluded to talking about the night watch, the third watch, the third watch. Yeah, yeah. And I really want to hear about that.
0: Yeah, there's some there's some good stuff on that one. I can't wait.
1: Alan, what's your next one? My next one. So I'm just going to go in chronological order. My next one uh, is from Kenny's episode where he talked about. He talked about a lot of things. I mean He talked about core values. He talked about goals but I think my favorite part would have to be when he talked about core values Um, it's right around the 13 minute mark and he was talking about brushing up on or rubbing up on on a core value maybe you don't know what it is exactly but rubbing up on something that didn't make you feel right to make you go he called it buyer's remorse for instance you know you buy something then you later you're like I really shouldn't have spent the money on that well that's a core value that you hit or you know you say something to a complete stranger that didn't really come out the way you wanted it to come out because of whatever was going on. And then later you think, I really shouldn't have said that. That's a core value. And I think that that core value would be honor, for instance. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think it's... I don't know. I, I, I really like that episode, too, just t- to hear that and I was listening to it again. I was like, man,
0: like so many good takeaways out of this. It's funny that... Uh so, we I prepped for this week a mm-hmm. little bit different, and uh, usually I'm I'm up on it on Sunday prepping, mm-hmm. and then the email goes out to our guests. But this week I procrastinated a little bit, and uh, man, I, I, <laughs> your first two are two of my backups. Okay. Um, and we'll get to those. I got a curveball for you here in a little bit. It's kind of like right. those. It's kind of like those quick hit questions. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's yeah. So just a little surprise, having some fun here in a little bit. Uh, so did you go into your second one? So we're going in. After yes. It. Okay. So uh, yeah, let's uh, check out Kenny and uh, goal setting and core values. Core values.
4: Well, some of the other core values that I have are legacy, excellence, honor. So 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 are are they rubbing those core values also? You know what I'm saying? So as I as I line up what's happening around me in my picture, I'm able to make a decision. So as as I can't make as i as i i don't want to say can as as these awarenesses come that my core values are being rubbed then i have to make a decision because i'm not going to waver on my core values so i'm not going to mm. i'm not going to not be honorable i'm not going to not be loyal i'm going to so so what i mean by that is i have two decisions yeah so do i stay and and allow what's going on in the atmosphere or do i remove myself so, And that's the part most men struggle with. Okay. So you're in this thing. You've got a core value that your decision's anchored to. Now, you have a decision. Do I allow it? Because what you allow will grow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What you allow will grow. So do I allow it and then wallow in it? Or do I make a decision based on my core value, based on things that we've discussed in the with the wife, who is flesh of my flesh, we become one? So we've decided on these core values. Do we make a, a decision together? Because God's going to honor unity. Yeah. Now here's what happens: guy gets in a situation. He's thinking for himself. He hasn't consulted his family. His family doesn't operate by core values. He makes a decision. All chaos. H-e-double hockey sticks breaks loose, and they don't know why. <laughs> well, one, you didn't. You, one, you, you didn't look at your core values. Two, you didn't make sure you and, and the unity of flesh becoming one flesh is unified and in the decision because she understands the core values because it's a family core value. Right. And then the other members of the family, depending on the age. Now, listen, if you got little kids, you make those decisions for them. But sure. as kids become teenagers, these are open roundtable discussions that we have. My daughter Paige, she's an, she was an intern. Now she works for the church. Uh, now she's recently got married Uh, but what I'm saying is these are things that we would have open family discussions about around the core values so why so that she when she became another, I was setting her up to be the proper wife for another man but that all happened around the table that happened around the family core values Uh, that happened around us pounding that in to us for for years
0: here we go. Welcome back, guys. And listen, that's, uh, that smooth voice. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> taking lessons from Alan. Uh, so, my second pull mm-hmm. of a clip is from uh, Gary Gregory. Okay. Um, he talks about leadership factories mm-hmm. and how valuable those are in a in a corporation in a business. Mm-hmm. And that if you can just turn out leaders in your role, then you'll always have value. And I really thought that that was, I've never, it made me want to be a leadership factor. It's under, I think it's underrated because most of the time,
1: generally speaking, I think we're, we as human beings are more, I don't want to say obsessed, but we want progress and we want to see growth. With growth, with work, usually comes money. And, you know, money buys all kinds of stuff. But with that being said, I think that what Gary was saying as far as being a leadership factory is underrated because instead of seeing the people that you've brought up getting promoted and moving somewhere else, instead of being jealous of that, instead of being... You know, well, I should have that job, not him, because I'm better at it. I trained him to do that, or I trained her to do this thing, and now they're the VP of this other thing. Why is not why? Why not me? And I think in, instead of being that, being caught up in that, I think it's very important to be that person that goes. And, and I don't want to make it sound like you're bragging on yourself, but like I taught them what they knew, like they're and not not in a bad. No, I this isn't you. coming out <laughs> right but not in a bad way but like they learned that from me and not that you're going around telling people that and not by any means but I think
0: it's just it's I don't know I think it's underrated to be a leadership factory I don't know squirrel okay. I'm going to just say one of those things that I, I fight with and maybe we can have a guest on to talk about pride mm-hmm. but like there's, mm-hmm. there's I think there's two types of pride one that we have to be uh, guarded against mm-hmm. and then the other pride is like I'm it's a word, and I'm proud of my kids. I'm yeah. proud of the accomplishments that they've done, and I think that that's kind of what you were alluding to, where it wasn't the yeah. "look at me," it was just right. like, "hey, this is," you know, I'm I'm proud of the work that I'm doing. So, man, yeah, maybe that might be. A, I'm a proud topic. that
1: I know my role so well that I'm
5: able to teach somebody this, and they're able to excel.
0: Yeah, yeah, I like it. But all right, let's take a, let's take a listen.
5: And then I touched on it earlier: the overall leadership. Mm-hmm. That's where you start identifying those potential leaders in your group, then you start investigating how you can help them grow. And then you start initiating those things. You know, okay, I see Alan, this guy's got some talent. This guy has the capacity to do X, Y, Z. I need to figure out how to get him growing with this, get that momentum building. And then I got to initiate it. I got to get him, okay, I've seen Alan, I've, I've helped him grow, we've talked, we've supported each other, and now I'm going to put him in a position to take on that leadership role. And, and that's the part of, here I am about to replace myself because I see Alan's got that talent, that skill, so I'm going to kind of work it, I'm going to groom it to take that piece off of my plate, or mm. not necessarily, well, yeah, to take that piece off of my plate, but to also give Alan a chance to show his skills, to show his talent so that he can be thing. And here I am, I'm starting that leadership factory. Alan's my, my first victim. I mean, my first, uh, (laughs) my first person that I'm going to, to um, put in this leadership factory because I've internalized all of my stuff. I've sharing it with the people and now I'm working, I'm identifying opportunities. I'm investigating how I can help Alan grow his leadership and then I'm gonna initiate it. I'm gonna get him into those roles where he can, I'm giving him trust. He feels the value of himself because he's now being trusted with this new leadership role. And he's gonna shine. You know, and there's a possibility that Alan may get promoted. And that, that's that's the other thing with overall leadership is you wanna promote from within. Right. Hmm. So that that creates an environment within a company is when you can start promoting from within, People are like, wow, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to do the things I can do and I'm going to work with my supervisor so I can get promoted, you know, because people are, you know, they want to get promoted, right? Oh, yeah. And when you see somebody come in from the outside of the company for that position right above you that you thought maybe "Eh, had given the chance and the opportunity or the grooming or the the support, I could have done that, but it didn't happen. And this other person from outside the company came in. That can be a little demoralizing. But through internal leadership, Mm -hmm. developing myself as a leader, external leadership, I'm exhibiting those things and helping my team. And then through overall leadership, I start duplicating me. And then Alan becomes a better version of me as a leader. And he's doing more things. And I start churning out more leaders. You know, Alan becomes promoted. I've got another person. I start that same process with that person. They get promoted. And then all of a sudden... Scott is the leadership factory, just churning out leaders. And then Alan becomes another leadership factory. You know, he starts churning out because he had that example Mm -hmm. of a leader that was building themselves, exhibiting it externally through the other people, and then start duplicating that leadership. And you just, you, you start creating leadership factories around you. And that is what Jesus did.
0: All right, Alan, uh, you got a next one.
1: My third one comes from Dan's episode, episode number three. And it, there's a couple things, actually. His core values really spoke out to me because there's a lot of intentionality behind it, which I don't think... And maybe, maybe other people have that, that same amount of intentionality behind it. But, I mean, even down to the name of their newest edition even has intentionality behind the meaning of of her name and I'm like man that's I don't know to me it's amazing legend legacy life and love and how each person in his family has is attached to one of those core values and to me I I just found that amazing because I I didn't put that intentionality behind it not not to that depth which I think is fine
0: but Definitely fine I think you I, still I, have an opportunity I still have an opportunity You're not, yes. you're not in the ground yet Yeah So yeah uh, And you said you had a couple on Dan But that's
6: the one I one did pull That's one. Yeah Okay
0: uh, What was some others Just to
1: kind of highlight uh, Discipleship Was another one that he brought up And then the last one Was accountability Where he talked about uh, Bringing another uh, guy on With Solcon And having that accountability Here's my expectations Are you okay with this and if you're okay with these expectations perfect and we'll be fine and if i don't hear from you on xyz cadence well i'm going to bother you now until i
0: start getting that feedback right on well let's take a listen to his core values is that okay and uh we'll uh, be right back guys
6: Uh, core value each one of the family members uh, within my home group have uh, a core value attached to them and they all represent something so mine is legend, uh, which I'm not a narcissist, but, um, Jesus was legendary. He was a legend. Everybody spoke about him. So the core value legend for me is to live a life that, that people will talk about uh, good, bad, or indifferent. And then as representative for the first born child and my family and my son, he is the legacy. So as I am legend and legendary, he ultimately lives out the legacy. So it's a mantle to carry to make sure that It's a good legend and not an ominous one. Right. The wife. The wife is life. Uh, We all have L's, so uh, Katie represents life and where life originates. She is how we came into a marriage and uh, one marriage under God. And so, without her, there is no life. With with without her, life can't exist. And so I always look at it as Christ being the bride and the church being the bridegroom. It's all in the similarity. So she is life to me. That's good. And true. There there would not be the rest of your family without her. How about the new one? London is love. Uh, She increased the capacity to love and I could just feel love increase when she was uh, inside my wife's womb. So uh, she forever will be love and generated in love, and her her name London Avery. This uh, portion of Hebrew and numerology: so London Hebrew means wild, and Avery is new beginnings. So she is the love which cast us into wild new beginnings. I right like on. that. I like There's that. some thought back behind yeah. it.
0: You know, that was another reason why uh, I appreciate Dan and who he is: is the thought behind everything that he does. It's. Um, yeah, again, it makes me better just hanging around him. Man, I could always—well, I do quite often listen to Dan. <laughs> yeah, he's—he uh, challenges my thinking and makes me become better just just by. He really does. He does. He challenges my thinking, which in turn makes me want to challenge his thinking, and it makes me uh, work on being a better person and finding the answers that I need that I'm looking I for. Think so. Proverbs. 2717, Iron Sharpens Iron. Yeah. Think that's it right there. You're right there. Right there. Through Conversations. Yeah. Amplified version. I don't know why <laughs> I threw that in there. I love the amplified version. Uh, my third uh, clip that I wanted to pull out this week was uh, from Frank Oberinger. Um, mm-hmm. when, he, when you asked him the question, uh, as a Christian man, what do you struggle with most? Mm-hmm. And his answer Got me emotional. I mean, it hit. It, I don't know why it hit home that day. There's something going on that week that, when he said that, it, yeah. it just hit. And um, when he talks about, well, I won't tell you. You have to listen here in a minute. But when he talks about that, it, I mean, it just struck a chord. And it just, it. I've had, a have had three of those moments to yeah. where, uh, during this season, where I hate to say that, I'm not crying, but it, it gets me, man. It, it, three times where emotions just really came over me in those mm-hmm. three those three instances but this would be uh, one of them and I wanted to share it again it just really meant a lot to me so uh let's take a listen yes
1: yes uh so one question I also like to ask and I hope it doesn't become too repetitive because I, what I guess I'm trying to point out is that as men we all have our own struggles so men if you're out there and women um you're not alone in whatever it is that you might be struggling with. So with that being said, uh, Frank,
7: as a man after God, what do you struggle with? This world. I mean, it's everything in this world is about stuff and things. And I don't, I I know um, in the teaching this week of week four, Uh, Specifically, it's pornography, and and that's really, really difficult. And, oh, my gosh, I was like, Scott, why'd you pick me for this week? (laughs) Uh, I was like, did I do something? Uh, But um, I think you could fill um, the void that people are trying to fill with any of the the sins that we find ourselves doing. Uh, It's all, there's an emptiness and we're trying to fill it with something. Um, I actually thought of the, the old church song um, in one of the verses when it, I used to do a little, but a little wouldn't do it. So the little got more and more. That is not a church song. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's this world, right? And, and we justify just a little bit. And in the next thing we know, we're so deep in this hole and it's dark and we can't get out. Um, the, the trouble with, in my opinion, um, the wording that, uh, you know, gave me some notes to, to look at coming over here and, and you used the word struggle. Well, I didn't struggle with pornography. It was easy, right? <laughs> <laughs> because it was all around us. It, I grew up in a time where at work, there were posters of naked women on the wall and it was acceptable which is crazy to think in today's world but you know that that not cool banker (laughs) that was was pre-cool banker very young uh in my 20s but it was a family-owned company and there was just it was just okay and I, i think of you know just again I actually looked the word up, you know, knowing I was going to come on this and you guys may ask about it. But, you know, pornography is the is such a broad word. If you look at the definition, it is the idea of anything that solicits a sexual arousal. So I remember, you know, Playboy was big when, when I was young. And, you know, it was, it was cool, right? And, you know, guys, I remember saying it myself, oh, I just got Playboy to read the articles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure.
3: Yeah, that's what
7: I always got it for. And so, you know, you think of the images and the, the videos and what people don't realize when they consume that that your brain is like this file cabinet and it, and it stores these images. And you could just be going along just having a normal day and something triggers and all of a sudden there's this image that pops up in your head. And it may be while you're being intimate with your wife or you know while you're, you're again, doing anything. And, and that's the danger of it. So what I have done to avoid struggling with it is I avoid it altogether. I don't just, you know, the, and it's hard because you think even I'll be watching a, a TV show with the family and all of a sudden a commercial will come on. Uh, and again, not to throw Victoria's Secrets under the, you know, the, the bus, but I'll look at those images and uh, it is specifically to, to create a sexual arousal. There's no doubt about it.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say that's the that's the perfect definition of what you just or it's what you just said is the definition of of pornography. And, you know, it's not only it's not only images, uh, but it's it's literature too. they, you know, like you said, the articles, I'm not sure. I don't say I don't even know if I read the articles back in the day. (laughs) But you know, I'm sure that some of those articles were in there to elicit the same response. It wasn't just images, but it was words on a page. So, man, that's some good stuff right on right on right on yeah man uh that gets me even even now listening again it just uh it's it's it is the, we concentrate on so many other things in the world so many other things that at the end of the day they don't matter yeah as a, as a matter of fact uh before we started recording uh <laughs> alan and i had a discussion on some things that uh that just uh it gets me going and um yeah, it, it's not, it's not important. I mean, that's not what I'm here for. That's, I'm not here to get twisted off on stupid stuff that doesn't really matter in my life. But
1: Regarding that conversation, I would have to say I, I thank my wife because that was not the mindset that I had until her and I talked. And then I was like, oh, no, no, she's right.
0: <laughs> Aren't they always? They always are. I don't want to admit it, though. Uh, I did, I'm going to have to edit that part out. My wife is not always right. Or is she? Wait a minute. Am Wait. I editing this out or am I leaving this out? Uh, I think you need to edit it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, so uh, I got a couple of things. Uh, sure. There's three. Well, we, we went over our three favorite quotes, but there was two other questions. One of them that I wanted to add or two of them that I wanted to ask you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I will give you my example just so that you have something to go on and give you a little bit of time to think because this was last minute. Okay. So uh, my favorite episode. So overall, I think my favorite episode was Chuck. Yeah. And the reason is because without what he started 14, almost 15 years ago, um, the Mighty Anvil, we wouldn't be here today. Mm-hmm. So the whole purpose of this podcast was to continue the legacy of the Anvil. Yeah. And so just getting to hear the start of it, and, and I, th- I think appropriately during the start of season one, uh, I just think it all culminated into a really great episode and some really good information, and it just showed a little bit of honor and, and legacy to my core values of uh, where we're at today, and that was that was the reason why you know the first episode was my favorite. What was your first episode, or what was your favorite episode?
1: My favorite episode, I would have to be, I would have to say, is with Trace Sheridan. I think that he had a phenomenal time going through Soulcon. I also think that. The the example well not the example the, the the recollection that he told us regarding the ice plunge that we did and how his wife was in tears afterwards saying like I knew that you like that you would have this at some point you'd have brothers around you that are are standing you know in faith with you and going the same direction that you are going and I think that at the end of the day that think to me that's what all our wives want um, and. I also think it's very important for us men to have somebody else to go through life with. Again, to to not only to carry the burdens that we have, to help carry the burdens that we have, and also to celebrate with us when we do have something to
0: celebrate about. Right on. I think, yeah, uh, that goes back to something Chuck has said is if if you don't have anybody to celebrate it with, it's just not as much fun. It's not as much. We'll have to get that quote from him later. Chuck Nuggets. Chuck Nuggets, yes. (laughs) Love it. I think that was uh, something else that I did enjoy coming out of uh, out of the first season of Mighty yeah, Anvil is Chuck yeah. Nuggets. We need to, we need to have a section of, or uh, a little episode, but like a little, you know how he used to open up the anvil mm-hmm. or. Uh, every week he would uh, kind of bring something that he was going through that week. And yeah. uh, those were Chuck Nuggets. Mm-hmm. I think we need to have a segment Chuck Nuggets. Just have him once a week, just hey. <laughs> Here's today's Chuck Nugget. Here's today's Chuck Nugget. No, I think it'd be great. <laughs> you have to pay him for that. We, we need to get that to happen. Yeah. So uh, we talked about uh, our three favorite quotes. We got our favorite uh, episode, favorite topic. I mean, we didn't cover, I guess, you know, we had Soul kind of. Uh, an overall topic, but Mm -hmm. I think with each one, there was a topic that came out. So I'm not sure how to lay that particular question out, but Mm. yeah, favorite episode. I've got, um, soul ties. And the reason is, is because the reason is, is I hate when I do that. There needs to be a (laughs) comma in there or something. The reason is because since the first time that I heard him mention soul ties and go through that process, even though it, it, now that I found out that it's just a corner, Mm-hmm. of uh, the overall soul tie uh, I've always wanted him to ex- sit down with my kids and explain it because I tried and I yeah. think I did a pretty good job but you know y- your kids don't want to listen to you it, 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 <laughs> it just drives me crazy
1: we, we don't it's, generally speaking we don't up, to a certain, up until a certain age as soon as we get to that age then we're like
0: oh no mom and dad totally got it the whole time they knew it's just reminded me of someone else I want to have on the podcast. But uh, Caden, I was teaching him basketball, mm-hmm. you know, how to dribble, how to shoot. You know, I'm not a basketball player, yeah. but I do know the basics and the fundamentals. And so he's like, I know, Dad, you don't have to show me. You don't have to show me. But then when uh, a friend of ours, a friend of mine, uh, offered up some coaching because he 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 was pretty high up in, in basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, he he. She, Caden was following everything he said and I'm sitting back and going, man, I, that's exactly I told you the same, the same thing. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, at, at some age, you know, you do listen to your dad. It, it comes back to, you know, so I hope it does. For it does. It will. It will come back to him where he goes. Oh, yeah, my dad did tell me that. I'm not sure how that. Uh, oh, because they don't want to listen because I was wanting to tell him about soul ties. And they were like, yeah, whatever, dad, I know. Uh, so, yeah, I wanted someone else to tell him so that it might it might ring true. in them. so, yeah, uh, Favorite topic that you had?
1: Favorite topic. I would have to say with Gary Gar- Gary Gregory's episode, The Super Fantastic Process. I think talking about his book was really interesting because in talking about I know that it, it's more about leadership and it sounds more business-oriented to me. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, during our, our episode, there was a moment where a light bulb went off and I was like, oh, this is like raising kids. Like you can apply the same thing to raising your own children, being that, you know, to... Praise and not punish to have, you know, and and not that they don't get in trouble ever, but to find a different way to handle those trouble issues that you have. And I think that's really important because, I mean, kids love you from scratch. They don't know any better. I don't want to say it like that, but (laughs) they love you from scratch, period. You're the person that they look up to. You are their hero at the end of the day. And I think the more times that you can praise them, and I think to me, I, I would hope that they grow up to be a better individual.
0: I have hopes for that too. Got a lot of way to go. I'm just kidding. No. My ki- I got some great kids, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm lucky. If they, they have great ambitions. Yes. Yeah, I think that's awesome. If uh, and if they knew what dad did in in their time at that at that age. Oh. Maybe it's something you can tell them later on. Yeah, we won't tell them now. They'll give them no. some ideas. <laughs> well, if you did it, Dad. you know It's well, fine sh- for me. Fine like for now- me. So I-, I think that my kids are doing super well in, in their journey. Listen, watch 60
1: Days In, okay? Watch S- that show and tell me that's still what you want to do. <laughs> All right. It's not.
0: Uh, so I guess the last thing to kind of wrap up this, uh, this uh, episode, our wrapping up of the season one, uh, I wanted to thank a couple of people. One, uh, I wanted to thank the Ap- Pontes for helping out as much as they have. Uh, their you know, I would, I don't know, maybe the core, the core, one of the core values that they have is definitely generosity. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think that they understand that the more you give, the more you get. Mm-hmm. Not that it, look, they're looking for something in return, not uh, monetarily, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, just yeah. So. I wanted to thank them, uh, Dan North. I wanted to thank him. He's uh, always giving some feedback each week, uh-huh. and uh, that helps us become better. Uh, y'all are going to get a little taste of Dan uh, again. He's going right, to co-host with yeah. uh, Alan. I'm going to go on a camping trip, and uh-huh. uh, so Dan's going to take over for us, or for me, not for us. Uh, so that that's going to be that's going to be fun for you guys to get to hear that. Um, so I also want to thank uh, my wife for allowing me to wake up in the morning and, and getting getting here to do things without, uh, you know, that time away from her. She's been supportive of the podcast. Man, there's just uh, – I want to thank all of our guests for yeah. for the a first great season. Like, I don't even know how we could even – I don't know. I, I'm no, sure. every
1: everybody had – everybody brought their own excellence to each episode. So even those that are listening, even if you – if if you were a guest and you thought you didn't do a great job, no, you did a fantastic job just by the amount of support that we've received. The, the amount of feedback that we received the positive feed, feedback that we've received, everybody
0: has done a fantastic job. Yeah. I also want to thank the listeners. Uh, as you know, the typical saying without y'all, we wouldn't have a show. Yeah, we true. probably would. I mean, we probably I like, would, but it would just be us. Yeah. I don't I'd know like hanging that's, out with Alan and I yeah. like listening to what we got going on. So, you know, it's uh, but I do think that the feedback from, you know, just for Gary's book, um, mm-hmm. Like you said, some feedback on, you know, some kudos that we've, you know, what we're doing is, uh, has made a, made their lives a little happier. And mm-hmm. that's the point of this is how can we, uh, you know, encourage men and get them to be uh, better for us or for themselves, for their work, for their family. And if that, if we're making that positive impact, we've gotten some positive uh, feedback saying that that is happening. So that's, that's really exciting too. So And I'm not. I know I'm leaving people out. There's a lot of people to thank because, again, (laughs) this has just been a a very. I feel like we've been very blessed with what we're doing here. So, uh, thank you for everybody, for the listeners, for the guests, for for the families that are, uh, you know, putting into this. Or just yeah, just thank you for everything that y'all done.
1: For me, I would want to thank my wife first and foremost, Um, Scott. To kind of copy what you had said the same thing allowing me to get up early to do this um, as well as spend time a little bit of time away from the family um, to do this she's, in, she's been 150% support with all of this uh, she also thinks we're doing something good something great that a lot of people need to hear um, secondly I want to thank the listeners that we have uh, it's, it's, it's fun to hear feedback it's also fun to hear where you guys are, are listening from. Uh, the next thing I would want to know is how you found us. Uh, I know that the, the three people that wrote in uh, for the contest we had for Gary Gregory's book—I think that's fantastic. That's awesome that we had you know three people say, "Hey, you know, here's an email us and like,
0: here's your thing. We want the book." Yeah, to, to touch on what you just said, uh, for the listeners that. Aren't in the immediate area. How did you hear about us? Because, so ninety percent, ninety six percent of our listeners are from the United States, but we've got uh, Mexico listening, we've got United Kingdom listening, we've got Italy uh, mm-hmm. listening, we've got Hungary listening. Uh, so, wow, uh, that just encourages me to to do to make better, to do better. I don't yeah, know no, it does.
1: So, like, so back to what the the three guests that were the three listeners that wrote in chris allison and mitchell yeah i i want to know how'd you hear about us who you know were you was it just certain you know you were searching and found something and said ah it sounds interesting i'll listen to it or did somebody did somebody tell you about it
0: right on so uh one of the things hey next season we're hoping to have i don't know i'm i'm really would like to see what we can do about uh support for us because with that money we would like to uh reach some some charities some giving back Mm -hmm. and the idea is and i've seen this on a couple of other podcasts and i like the way that it was it's done they'll have a guest on and uh at the end they'll ask hey so what's your favorite charity we would like to donate some money to that so uh trying to make an impact on the world you know that's what this podcast is doing we're trying to change things for the better um and just see how we can how we can do that. So we would love to have uh, the listeners to become a part of that. And we'll give you an update on, you know, we'll mention on the podcast of, hey, who are we helping out this week? You know, Frisco Family Services, uh, Grace. What, what is?
1: Grace Point Family Church.
0: Grace Point. Uh, what's
1: the, the Grace food place? Bank? Grace Place. Yeah, the Permanent Food Bank in Anna. The Permanent Food Bank? bank? Permanent Food Bank. So Sounds that means any day of the week, nice. go up there and get something if you need it.
0: Right on. So yeah, we wanna we wanna we wanna have you all on the journey of uh, helping helping people out and this is kinda where we can funnel that out through. So yeah. um, all right. I uh, hope y'all enjoyed this episode. Um, Alan you want Upcoming pre- stuff. Upcoming stuff, yes. So
1: upcoming stuff. Next week we will be covering the book by Craig Groeschel. It's called Fight, Winning the Battles That Matter Most. Um, we'll have some guys on from Grace Point Family Church to uh, go over that book section by section uh, to cover that. Uh, there's also a YouTube video uh, if for those interested uh, in watching. There's a YouTube video. The book can be found on Amazon. Um, we'll post a link in the show notes for yes. that. Um, that starts next week. Um, after that, I know Scott had mentioned having the Brotherhood Pairs on. And we're, we've also talked about doing like a Get to Know Your Pastor segment. So we can have a couple pastors from different, you know, different, um, churches around, uh, the Frisco McKinney area, Frisco McKinney, Anna area, and having them on to talk to us about,
0: you know, not necessarily what it's like to be a pastor,
3: but to talk to us. Yeah. What message
0: do they want to bring? What's because every pastor has their own, their own thing, right? Mm -hmm. It's that, that their their own ministry, yes, and just kind of finding out about their ministries and what touches their heart and what yeah. what gives them the passion for where they are. Um, just for an example, I know that ELC is you know it's a warrior culture based church, mm-hmm. well not based, but there's a high level of warriorism. Is that a word? Sure. Uh, another a church that I recently went to, uh, Genesis Metro. Their their thing that I, I really loved was children or kids ministry. Or young adults ministry. It was it was all that you could tell that that was important to that church and bringing up the next generation, which that is important as mm-hmm. it is. And hopefully we can get that pastor on as well. Uh, that's me putting that out in the world and uh, just living in God's hands. Yeah. Uh, but we got some other ideas for some other pastors as well. So yeah, we were talking about having uh, Pastor Leif on to talk about
1: uh, Grace Point Grace Point Family Church. Uh, their mission is connecting real people to a real God. And, uh, yeah, so they're up They're up in Anna.
0: That's where Shannon and I go. I hope to be a real boy someday. Just That was a Pinocchio pull. Sorry. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, we will see you all next week with uh, the next season. So hope you all enjoyed. Looking forward to what's going on. And, uh, Alan, you got any closing words? Uh, no. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Was That's
1: all I have. can say. Thank you. Yes. I was going to ask you to pray out. Sure. Right on. Bring it. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for this time uh, that we were able just to recap uh, this last season and the uh, great takeaways that we've been able to have and and uh, hope, that you, hope that you help us to apply that to our lives going forward. Um, help us to reach many people so that we can touch their lives and slowly change the world for the better. Uh, we want to thank you again for our listener support. We want to thank you for anybody that's listening, anybody whose lives that are touched. Um, And we just ask that you uh, bless us all in your son's holy name. Amen. Amen.
0: All right. See you all next time.